All right, good morning. How are you guys doing? Good, everyone made it here, even Mark, Ryan. Why are you sitting back there? Come up here, keep me company. I use you to, to read how I'm doing, I see your reactions. Anyway, my name's Ethan Englehart, and we are going to be talking about end time stuff. Ooh, very exciting. So I'll jump into this. One, I think it's kind of crazy that we're talking about this right now because naturally everyone's going to be thinking about that with what's happening in Israel right now. It comes to people's minds. They think about these sorts of things. But I'll talk about my experience with this stuff. Actually, my verse is Mark 13, 32. No one knows the day or the hour, not even the angels in heaven, only your heavenly Father. And I'm supposed to talk about how we're supposed to prepare for that. But I thought I'd talk about um, my personal experience with that because the context for what that even means or what it looks like dictates how you prepare for it, right? Depending on what you think it looks like for the end of the age or Jesus to come back dictates how you prepare. So my first encounter with this stuff is very funny because when I first started taking Christianity seriously or even thought about it, I didn't want to read about um, love your neighbor as you love yourself. I said, you know, I ain't going to read a book of the Bible. Guess what the first book of the Bible I read was? What do you think it was? Revelation? Did you do that too? No, no, you were smart. You weren't an idiot. Okay. Yeah, well, that's what I did. And I had all the answers. I didn't have any answers, and I was very confused. And I said, okay, why are people talking about this book so much? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I did. I read through that, and I was confused, and I probably read through it because of the subculture I grew up in, because maybe part of it's just where I grew up and the people I was around, but um, maybe it's a, a, a redneck thing out here, but people don't preach, hey, Jesus came and died for you so you can lay down your wants and desires and, and love people around them, be a part of a family. No, they preach, you need to turn from your wickedness or else you will burn in eternity or that's not even that that's a that's actually a step to the left of whatever people preach normally normally it's you need to accept Jesus Christ as your savior because he's going to come back at any moment a lot of I went to a Christian school growing up and I can't tell you how many videos we watched of just like left behind scenes they were just trying to scare kids. <laughs> it was kind of funny. There'd just be fifth graders sitting in the classroom like, you need to look, follow Jesus. You know why? Watch this video. Kids disappear and there's clothes on the ground. <laughs> but it's kind of funny. So that was my personal experience with this stuff, which is very strange, um, strange to say the least. But I'm going to talk a little bit more about Mark 13, 32, because that's what I'm supposed to target here. So no one knows the day nor the hour. Not even the angels in heaven, only your heavenly Father. And in Matthew and in Mark and the gospel accounts, this is Jesus' words. And he's talking about these horrible things that are going to happen. And he keeps on saying this generation. And there are two schools of thought with this. Some people say, well, he's talking to an individual. He's talking to a generation, and he's saying this generation. So he must be referring to these exact people at that time, so 30 AD. That generation of 30 AD is who he's talking about. All these things are going to happen to and then other people go, well, he's describing horrible things that are going to happen. And then he says this generation. So he's just talking and describing a generation that hasn't come yet where all these horrible things are going to happen. And then people argue forever about those two points. And I have a lot of sympathy for the second camp um, as it pertains to history and uh, 
local history, think your great-grandparents and what they might have thought if they read through that, because they didn't have a history book right next to them, they didn't have Google. And what you will find when, when Jesus is talking about all these horrible things that are going to happen in Jerusalem and to these people, and, uh, and he keeps on saying this generation, think, remember this is like 30 AD when he's saying these things, in 70 AD, roughly about 40 years later, 30, 40 years later, Rome decimates Israel, Jerusalem. They absolutely destroy it. There's a little Jewish rebellion that takes place, and there's lots of Jewish fortresses, and, and Rome tries their best, and they squash all of those. And um, Israel and uh, Israel being one of the, well, the main city in Israel being the worst. It was a massive siege, and it was very gory and horrible. So all these things do happen. So when we look at history and compare it to Jesus' words here, we see that at least, at best, some of it has happened. We can't emphatically say that all these things have been fulfilled, but you can look at it and say, well, some of these have, because um, Jerusalem was destroyed horribly, and he said this generation, and he said that all these terrible things would happen, and a lot of them did. And you can look at some of them and go, well, I don't think that happened, and fair point, and the argument ensues on. But that's the stage. That's what we're talking about. That's the stage where we encounter the question, what does it mean to prepare for the end times? Because you're going, how do I prepare for this thing that is this argument amongst people, right? The people arguing about what this thing is. Scholars, philosophers, all these people argue and debate this. Not, no one really agrees, not any camp anyway. But the good news is we have the answer of how we should prepare because Jesus told us. We're all going to die at some point, rather to get morbid here, but whether Jesus comes back, rather he comes back and takes you up in the sky and you're in heaven, whether he comes back and says you have to stay here and suffer through tribulations, rather he doesn't come back in your lifetime at all, you're going to die. It's going to happen. So how do you prepare for your death? Well, it, the Bible isn't really about how we prepare for our death, but it's about how we prepare to live our lives. It, it's, we're not hanging on to the end. So the question in itself is, is somewhat flawed because we're not supposed to be preparing for the end. We're not supposed to be preparing for Jesus to come back. We're not supposed to be just kind of when something horrible happens, we're really not supposed to go, oh, oh man, I just hope Jesus comes back. You know, <laughs> Jesus has instructions for us on how he would like us to respond to things like um, what's happening in Israel right now. He doesn't say, hey, well, just... Does everyone sit on their butts. The whole world sit back and just hope I come back soon. I mean, that's a little hard to do anything about because it's so far away, but things like that can happen next door. They can happen in the next town. Obviously, a foreign entity isn't going to invade next in Bethel, but something horrible can happen. There would be crazy car accidents. Tragedy. Tragedy happens everywhere. And every time a tragedy happens, we're not supposed to go, oh, my goodness, I hope Jesus comes back soon and go on with our days. We're supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And we're supposed to go out in our community and love people. The Great Commission, um, all of Jesus's teachings, the summation of all of those is to love God and love people. And he teaches us how to be a family together and doing that, trying to live our lives the best that we can, trying to be a perfect family, trying to lead our families well, our individual families and our families with Christ well, is how we are supposed to prepare for Jesus' return. 
Um, how do we do that inwardly and outwardly are the questions I was posed. And you can think of things like um, get the log out of your own eye before you get the stick out of your neighbor's eye, right? Those things come to mind. But really, it's, it's all the same. We're supposed to not focus so much on what can happen or what might happen. And we're supposed to focus on the instructions that Christ has given us and how we're to live our day-to-day our -day lives. So this is just kind of a, a summary, right? Just kind of setting the stage here. Um, everyone that talks after me is going to dive into really specific, a lot more specifics. Adam's going to be talking about like um, finances and worries and how you deal with that because how you view um, the end of the age or Jesus coming back is is going to have real practical effects of that stuff. For instance, if you think, oh my goodness, Hamas blew up Israel, Jesus is coming back tomorrow, well, what are you going to do with your money? I don't know, that's a question, and people will talk about that. There are lots of people that will I think there's no sense in preparing anything because Jesus is going to come back and scoop them all up into the sky tomorrow, so I don't need to prepare for anything at all. But these are all fun, practical things that we'll get to discuss and talk about. But I'll go ahead and pray us out. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for your guidance that you've given us. Uh, thank you for your love. Uh, help, us, uh, help us to do it, what you would have us do. Help us to uh, just surrender our, our own agendas and our wants and desires and be willing to help those around us uh, far and near and be the light. We love you.